Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Dante. We are back here on location in the Black Beverly Hills, Prince George's County, baby. <laughs> and I'm here, I got a special guest with you guys. My main man, Reggie, how you feeling, man? I'm pretty good, pretty good. How are you? Hey, man, it's been trying to get this day to happen a long, long time to get you in the pod, man. Been busy. Got some good, amazing things happening right now. That's a beautiful thing. So, uh, to give everybody a little background, I've known Reg about nine years. Uh, me and him used to work together at this uh, beautiful establishment. And, um, you know, I, we, I parted ways and went my own way, and he's doing his thing still. And um, I consider him a very good friend, a uh, guy who I can always depend on. And, you know, whoever works for this guy, you know, they've got a treat. He's one of the best out there, right? I appreciate that. So, without further ado, Reg, uh, give people a little background about yourself so they can get a little bit of an idea of who you are and what you're all about. Uh, that's uh, a lot to discuss. I don't know if you have that much time. But uh, for those who are listening, my name is Reggie. Um, originally from upstate New York, but I moved down to the Georgia's or the gorgeous Prince George's County. Black Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, nine years ago. And like Aaron said, we both worked together. Um, became great friends. And um, we're here now. So a little bit about me. And one of the things that I definitely want to discuss with you guys. Um, I started my own blog. Um, the blog itself is pretty much to promote a voice to the voiceless. Um, a little bit about me, uh, one of seven, middle child, so I really never got the attention. Kind of wanted to speak about some things, but I always felt like I was never heard. So uh, creating this blog was an outlet for me at first, just to be a, a, a vocal point, especially when it comes to African-American men. But what I found to write in this blog is um, other people needed it as well. Okay, so the blog. So your blog right now, what's the name of it? So, my blog is called At That Moment, and I picked that name because we all deal with life situations, and we have two choices. We can either continue to deal with it, or you have that at that moment outlet that it, you create, or it comes up and you try to change what's happening currently and make it better. Okay, okay. So, people in the background, if you hear some music, uh, we're at a crab feast that's going on in the background, so just don't mind the beautiful, lovely music in the background. But... Again, your blog, one of seven kids, correct? One of seven. So go ahead, talk about more about the blog, like where did it, you know, from start to beginning. like. So on Facebook and on Instagram, I put up daily quotes or I put up motivational speaking things or I put up some type of encouragement. I think that on a daily, we all need to be encouraged. You never know what someone's going through, so you want to be the positive outlet. From putting up those quotes and motivational speakings, what I found is I have started getting a lot of followers and people that loved some of the things that I was saying. The blog came about because I've always wanted to be a writer. I always felt discouraged because people probably thought I wasn't good enough, but then I thought I wasn't good enough because I listened to what everybody else was saying. The blog came up because I just really found that if I was going through certain situations, I knew other people probably were going through the same thing. I started this blog because at that moment, I just realized that I am a voice and my voice is very powerful. And the words that I put together and the things that I dive into as far as the blogs and the conversations that I'm having with other individuals, it came to light that we're not alone. And this outlet was for black men to just 
be a vocal point in the society and this world that we live in. So, I mean, as a young African-American male, mm -hmm. how do you feel that, have you reached out to people about this blog or how have you promoted it? And like, how do you, you know, you're expressing your feelings and things of that nature. How have you got community that kid that? So, I've spoken on a couple other podcasts as well. Some of my friends have a few podcasts that they help pr to promote that. On IG and Facebook, I promoted it that way as well. But what happened was <laughs> this, one of my friends actually posted one of my blogs for them to, I guess they um, shared it on their Facebook page. And this pastor in Georgia took a look at it and she loved it and she started to put it on, she put it on her page. She had millions of followers, so all of a sudden, my traffic just started to just grow. I'm getting emails now about people who just wanted me to post, and they like stuff that I read. So I thought that just Facebook and Instagram was enough, but what I'm finding is people who like my stuff, they've been promoting it, and it's been going on its own from there. And it's really been really, really successful. Now, it's funny you say that, because um, the other day I put out a post on Instagram. And it was saying, most people have businesses and whatnot or and for free. I don't need your send me money. Mm -hmm. But what you just said was very important. Yeah, you post it on Instagram, Facebook, but word of mouth is where it's about. Absolutely. And I think people need to understand and realize that's how things really work. Yes. It's an old thing, but it still works. And I will also tell people not to get discouraged. When you're posting on social media, everyone's looking at the likes. Just because someone doesn't like it does not mean they're not noticing it. And what's happening is people who really don't like your stuff or who doesn't you know, check that, they're still admiring your work. And those are the people who are really being the one that's motivated based off of it. So whoever, whatever you put out there, don't look for a like. Always just put it out there because you never know the impact that it's gonna have on somebody else. That's very important. I really want people to understand that's very important because people always like the likes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of millennials, I, I need a like. It's not about that. You, if you help one person a day. So give me like an example of one of the things you're talking about on your blog. So, <laughs> so, so listeners can understand and they can find you. Go back, go ahead. Tell me an example. So, well, what we just said with the like, I actually put up a post a while back and it got some likes. I'm like, okay, got a good couple hundred. One of my friends who's a little bit more popular put up my same post and he got like 1.9 million likes and stuff like that. And it was just an eye opener for me just because people look at your stuff or just because you don't have the most followers does not mean that your work won't get out there so not only did he post that about what i wrote but it made sense to other people and they liked it based upon what they seen from his post which was my work other things that i put on my um blog it's all motivational and encouragement it was also just geared towards like the black men african-american black men but it talks about uh, relationships. I go and talk about family. I talk about um, why certain things are a certain way. I talk about jobs and not only how to get a job, but how to keep a job. How do you uh, encourage other individuals to be better individuals? Talks about, about your circles and your friendships. Um, letting go sometimes is, some, is the best thing. Seasonal friendships. I talk about, you know, like I said before, family because I'm one of seven. I talk about just being a better you. And what have you learned from this process as far as you open up a piece of you? 
people are now looking and they're delving into who you are. And I feel like that's you're cutting out pieces of yourself and sharing it to the world. Absolutely. What have you learned about yourself from that? I'm stronger than I give myself credit for. Um, it's easy to dwell on things that you that's outside of your control. But what I'm finding is with being open and really vulnerable, that I'm a stronger individual than I give myself credit. And other people are going through the same exact things that I'm going through, but I'm not afraid to share it in hopes that someone changed because of it. That's beautiful. And I wanted to piggyback on something you said that I'm learning on this podcast mm -hmm. is that, you know, a lot of my friends say, hey, you know, what's your numbers looking like? How many people are following your podcast? And it's interesting. If you look at my Instagram account, you have so many numbers of people that follow your account. Mm -hmm. um, on Facebook, I have so many followers on that account. But when we look at the downloads, the numbers don't add up because mm -hmm. there's way more downloads than what the Instagram and Facebook tells you. Exactly. And, I, and, I, and I'm learning that. It's a process, mm -hmm. so it looks like I need to read up on your likes and on the, on the, on, the, on that on that uh, article. But going on, what you're talking about? Have you split the public speaking and had talked about this in, in in that arena? As far as have you gone to engagements talking about what your spiritual motivation? Because I think in this day of time, people need positivity. Absolutely, and I feel like you have a voice out there. How are you utilizing that voice and doing that out there? With the blog, I've been able to go to a couple speaking engagements. Even with the current work that I do now, which I'm working with a lot of at-risk youth, and with working with at-risk youth, you're dealing with young men who are going to be our future leaders. So I'm in a position now where not only am I able to help change their lives based upon just things that I'm saying, but they're also, they're also helping other individuals to change their lives as well. I've been to a couple speaking engagements. I've been to like little coffee shops. Um, I've just met people up just to have conversations with them. People are always in my DMs just asking about certain things that I may have wrote about. Um, they're asking for my advice. They're asking for my opinions. I even had people emailing me saying that they love my work so much that they want to see more of it. And one of the biggest things that happened to me maybe about a month ago, this girl on Instagram, uh, she has her own blog as well so she promoted my blog and her blog because she wanted to get the female perspective on certain issues but that she wanted the male perspective and she thought I was a positive voice when it came to speaking to African American men so my work is starting to travel all over the place and this girl is in Cincinnati I'm definitely going out there to visit her in Cincinnati to make sure that this stuff gets done that's beautiful but like I said before, you don't have to have all the likes to be put out there you don't have to have all the likes to know that your work or what you're doing is being listened to or heard. That, that's, and I, and I want, again, I need people to understand that that's very important. And I feel like a lot of the younger generation, they'll say, oh, they get upset. Uh, they put a post up. Right. Not left likes. You they know, delete it. Delete it. It's why you put it up there for a reason because you mm -hmm. believed in it. Absolutely. You believed in something you put out there. Mm -hmm. I tell people the most dangerous word in the dangerous word in Webster right now is send. <laughs> As an email, anything, enter, you know, because that's what you like. That's what you believe in. Absolutely. And what things have discouraged you? Did you was there any point where you were discouraged doing this, doing this blog? I always thought growing up that I was never good enough. So to do this blog was scary because if I already had in my mind I wasn't good enough, I thought people wasn't going to receive what I'm saying the correct way. 
but they became the total opposite. On my blog, you'll also see that I haven't wrote in a little while because I kind of went through life. I'm human. We all go through life struggles. I had writer's block. Um, some things occurred. I lost a few friendships. I gained some few friendships. I became more open about who I am as a person. And it reflects who you are as an individual. So I have a lot of stuff actually coming back out now because I am at my happy place. I was discouraged because I just felt that my readers or people who um, follow me wouldn't receive who I really was and my authentic self. And what I had to realize is you have to be you no matter what. Whether people love you or not, you have to still do who you are and still be who you are. So the discouragement came, but then it easily went away when I realized who I am, what I bring to the table, what I accept of myself, what I don't accept about the people, who I allow in my circle, who I allow to stay out, seasonal friendships. Um, seasonal friendships. Oh, seasonal friendships. <laughs> Explain that. Explain seasonal that. friendships. Um, sometimes we probably feel like people are supposed to be in our lives forever. Sometimes people need an extra wing for them to be able to fly and do their own thing. So when it comes to seasonal friendships, sometimes they come into your life to teach you something, to show you something, you, you learn it, you, you engage, but then sometimes they part ways. And sometimes people part ways because they are not really able to be the friend that you really need. And in doing so, they get their wing and they go about their business. When it comes to being a seasonal friend, it's more of a let me help you at your weakest state right now so you can be a better person. So when you move on and do your own thing, there's no hard feelings, there's no different remorses. You're just doing who you are and you're being who you are. So that, that, that's interesting because I've, you look back, I look back at my life and I look back about the friends that I've made and some are here, some are gone. I've always felt like I was an open book. I, I accept anybody to my friendship. You know, I never... You try not to prejudge anybody, you know, Absolutely. and try to bring them to the circle. And I had this conversation at work. Mm -hmm. And you talk about, I like how you said some people are there for a reason. And, you know, I guess my number one pet peeve, and I will tell you, I'm not going to say anything about this pod, but it's just that you have friends who come and go, and you're always there trying to support them, but they're never there to support you. Oh, okay, you want to do another pod? That's what you said. You want to do another podcast about friendships? I, I I love the topic. I would love to dive into that. And um, still a wound, but wounds only heal when you are no longer touching it or messing with it. But I had a great friend. I mean, an amazing best friend. And um, maybe this early this year, like we just stopped being friends. I wish him the best in everything that he does. But in losing his friendship, I found myself. And what happened was, I was so secluded and around my best friend so much that if you seen him, you seen me. If you seen me, you seen him. But in doing, with having friends like that, you only seclude yourself to the individual. Once that no longer, once that no longer exists, you kind of have to change. They change, not want to be my friend, and then you have to change and move over. And losing a friend or losing certain things, you gain other things. I've gained so much respect for myself. I, I'm more outspoken. I'm going out and I'm meeting more people. Sometimes your friends can hold you back. Is this in the blog too? This is in the blog. All right, see, this is what I'm talk this talking, is talking about, people. You got you to gotta check out this man's blog. He's talking it's, about everything for people. It's, it's, 
this blog is going to definitely encourage you and make you think. I never want to write something that's going to just be bland or blah. My posts will make you think about your life. It'll make you think about your circles. It'll make you think about the next steps. It'll make you, it'll allow you to think about what you should or should not do. Just as much as I write, I'm very spiritual as well. Um, and I, I never dive or I never throw my spirituality at anybody. It's a choice. But I have to be true to who I am. And that's it's interesting about the spiritual part because um, you are a very, very spiritual person. Absolutely. And I will tell you that helped me out. Um, through some phases in my career. Um, again, we worked together at a certain company and, and I transferred to, to a different store, to a different store. And I remember I ended up ha like befriending uh, one of my employees and they were like, hey, is there anything you know you need? Or I'm like, you know what? Our daily bread. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I still have our daily bread <laughs> with me. I read something every morning mm -hmm. because I, I needed that spiritual uplifting because I was going through some things mm -hmm. with work. And you know about those situations at that time, period. But I read that every day because I needed it. Right. And I appreciate your spiritual being and being uplifting. Mm -hmm. And you always, that, and that's a piece of you that I brought with me oh, I to just that. so you, I never, probably never heard this until now. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to tell your friends right then and there. So they know <laughs> that they're doing the right thing. But, but every day I would read our daily bread because I, I needed it. Mm -hmm. I needed a, uh, something just to remind me of what things, sometimes things aren't, you know, peaches and green. Absolutely. And I think people need to understand that. And spiritual being and now, now you got me. I mean, I've looked at the blog. I've read a couple of them. But now I want to dig a little bit deeper into it. Um, where did you, I mean, so you starting a blog out, what were some of the problems you got into starting? Like, say if I wanted to, somebody, you're listening to somebody out, somebody's listening out there, they want to start a blog. Mm -hmm. They want to get their name out there. How do, you, how do you start a blog? I know you can just, I mean, do you go to WordPress? Do you go to, how does it even start? Please well, explain to the people. There's so many different outlets that you can start a blog on, but you have to look at some of the templates, look at how much it costs. You have to look at um, how will people view and receive your web, your website or your page. You also have to look at what makes your site different from someone else's. Even though I talk about encouragement, you can go on anybody's site and listen or look at something that's about motivational or encouraging. But what makes your art or what makes your craft different from anybody else's? And then you have to also look at who's your audience. Who are you gearing this towards? You, are you trying to talk to youth? Are you trying to talk gear to just women or men? Are you trying to just be an outlet to share something? Is this your personal journal that you just want people to read? You have to look at who your audience is going to be. But then, like we said earlier, you can't be discouraged if you don't get the feedback that you thought or you think you're going to receive. When you're writing a blog or even when doing the podcast, you have to do it because it's true to you. And if it's not true to you, it's not going to come out. It's not going to sell itself. Um, you can't be discouraged. You have to continuously put something out there so that your viewers can also continue to follow you. And as I'm saying this, I'm kind of reminding myself, like, I kind of stopped for a minute, but now I'm going back to it. But you got to continue to stay encouraged and you got to keep putting new stuff out there in order for it to be successful. It's interesting because you say you had a writer's block. Yes. And with my podcast, I don't think I had a writer's block. I had a block somewhere where 
you get to a point where you're like you wrote you have amazing stories people are loving it people are telling you things and then there's a moment where you're like is this really working mm-hmm. are people really listening mm-hmm. and just to give this has never been heard from anybody actually this is the first time I'm saying this um, I have viewers I'm not viewers listeners Australia France Germany England Norway France Canada and my third biggest listening audience is California. Wow. So you think you're not doing something, but when you when I look at the data, I'm like, people are listening. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. And I and I and that's what I really, really and want to implore people and what you're saying. Like look at your story. You had a friend that put it on there. Now a pastor in a church is posting it. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, wow, who is this person? They they're following you. They want to know what you're talking about every day absolutely and those are the things that i love hearing mm-hmm. because again i was at a point where i was like i don't know if this is really what i want I, I i have faith and i have passion for it but you doubt yourself yes that is true and again i like what you're saying just keep on going keep doing it no matter what response you're getting if it's your craft it's your art if it's your passion you're going to do it whether people accept it or not but you never know the impact that it has. If I can change one person's life, they're gonna hopefully it be that trickle down effect where that individual that was changed will help change someone else's life. Got to pay it for it. So my writing is all about just putting it out there. And if you accept it, great. If you don't, it doesn't stop the show from happening. I'm gonna continuously be a writer. People are gonna notice it. Um, I'm gonna continue to motivate. I'm gonna continue to encourage individuals. And it's going to be successful. And if it does not be successful in someone else's definition of it, I put it out there. All I can do is try. And if I don't try, then I failed. And I, once I put it out there, that's, that's it. The world's going to see it. And hopefully it gets the response that it should get, meaning it changes someone's life. Okay. So I always ask this question on my pod. This okay. is, is Everybody gets this question. If you could look back at your, your younger self, what would you say to your younger self? What would, you, what would you tell yourself differently so you could say, you know what, don't make those choices or maybe you won't do anything, change it, anything at all? What would you tell your younger self as far as going forward like now? What would you tell yourself? So funny that you said that. <laughs> what I would tell my younger self is not to be afraid of your voice. Always speak. Never be quiet. If there's something that you have to say, don't be afraid of people not listening the way that they hear it come out your mouth. I was always timid because I was always nervous about what people would think about me. It's actually funny I'm about to say this on the podcast because even though I love writing and it's amazing for me, I had a really bad speech impediment growing up. And people probably would never know to this day that I stuttered like crazy and I am a processor. So everything comes to me fast, but as how I think it and how it comes out was so different. But I was always afraid to hear myself speak. And I was always afraid that it wouldn't be impactful. So now that I can articulate very well, <laughs> and now that I've done certain things to get out of that old stage, I'm no longer afraid of people hearing what I have to say. I can even get louder if, if I need to get my point across. But if I can tell my younger self something, don't be afraid of your voice and don't be voiceless to a society where they need to hear you especially as a black man so give everybody the website again so and on ig 
and on Facebook and wherever else we can find you on this, this okay. beautiful world of multimedia. So on Facebook, you can find me on Reggie Lawhorn, L-A-W-H-O-R-N. You can follow me on IG, which is Reg Law, R-E-G-G-L-A-W. And I have my blog site, which is at that moment dot social. Um, you can follow that on IG as well, but my website is www.atthatmoment.social. Folks, you heard it. Reg, I appreciate you coming on the pod, man. I definitely thank you for making this happen, and I promise to all the viewers that you will be in for a treat when you go to the site. All right. So, hey, everybody, go check that site out, okay? This guy's talking about some truths out here, and, you know, maybe it's not your thing, maybe it's not, but... Take time. It's free. Absolutely. When you're in the car, when you're riding the subway, <laughs> when you're riding your bike, they have time. Yes. All right. One love, everybody. We sign off on the No Picks at the Dark Podcast. We out. <laughs> <laughs>